Oh, it's happening. Shit, are you fucking kidding me? What? I'm in a bad mood. Why? Sometimes it just happens. I can't tell you why. There's no one particular thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you stressed? Sometimes you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed, as they say. Yep. Where does and that come it's, from? It's People difficult. falling off the bed. It's difficult to sleep in such a giant suite as I'm in now. Uh, 1,100 square feet, totally bigger than your apartment. Is that true? Probably bigger than my apartment. You're in a suite? Yeah, I'm in a beautiful Hilton downtown Des Moines suite. <gasps> wow. High what have atop. You seen in Des Moines? High atop on the third floor, which... You know, these big hotel chains these days, they have their apps and you can use the apps for checking in and for communication and for selecting your room and the your phone itself can be a key to your door. And when I was checking in, it said you're on the seventh floor, which this hotel only has eight floors, but that's tall for Des Moines. And I was like, oh, great. Also, I'll have you know, this is called a skyline suite so I can see the skyline of Des Moines. Cool. No, supposedly. But you oh. put you put me on the third floor. I'm just above the, the stoplight outside. <laughs> and uh, have any birds made nests in it? There's not there's not so much of a skyline view here. And oh my god, I, are you gonna answer any question I ask? Well, I, I did birds that's not a that's just a question. You don't really want an answer to that question. That's yes, just, I do. Now you just wanted to comment on birds making nests and oh stoplights. I love your mood. Twice wanted... I asked a question and you didn't answer it. Oh, because I didn't want to say no, birds didn't make a nest in the stoplight? Uh, yeah, it's called a conversation back and forth. We're talking. No, I needed to work through this. I needed to get this out because I I had a conversation with the people in the app. And I said, hey, I want to be back on the seventh floor. And then I felt like a fucking idiot for sending that in the first place because who fucking cares if I'm the seventh floor or the third floor? And then not only did they reject me, I had the shame that went along with it. So I was rejected and I had the shame of asking in the first place. So that probably contributed to, to the mood. That's why I don't ask for things. You don't ask for things, you know, you expose yourself when you ask for things. And you put yourself in the same category as the businessman who comes and demands the seventh floor. I mean, with a suite's not good enough for me. Is that what's going on? A suite isn't fucking good enough, even if it's on the third floor. Get the fuck out of here! Wow, this is gonna be a blast. Like, look, I'm, I'm. This is directed at me. I'm yelling at myself. I know, That's, but this is a show where we can't always just. You gotta put your mood aside. I can't. This is who I am. It's not. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. Oh. Uh, this mood is something that I can just push to the side or break through. It's all consuming. It's like a fucking goop that pours out of a vat of toxic sludge. And yeah, but if it prevents you from functioning, then it's a problem. <laughs> of course it's a problem. I never said it wasn't a problem. Do something about it. You can't. There's nothing. There's nothing yes, that there can be is. done. Yes, there is. No, there's nothing that can be done about it. Yeah, there's, I went, there's, I went there's diet. There's... There's more exercise. There's medicine. There's all kinds that of is, things you can that do about it. Diet and exercise. This is not. Uh, it's nothing to do with diet and exercise. I went to therapy oh, okay. for seven years, and the conclusion was, you're not going to change that about yourself. 
It's really just about how best to, it's about how best to move through it quickly. It's not going to go away. It's always going to be like that. How can you move through it a little more quickly? And I, I was ranting to move through it. So in the, if, if anything, Autumn, you made it worse by getting angry with me for not answering the bird question. Oh, I, don't make it my I blame, fault. I blame you. Yeah, now it's my fault. <laughs> All right, but I, look, I feel better now. See, I, now I feel open right. and less closed. Oh, well, good. I got, I got to get... Uh, I had to put my shit aside so that you could go ahead. Yeah, that's the way it works so sometimes. One person puts their shit aside for the other one. Well, I can't. I can't put my stuff aside. It's not something I can put aside. All right. Well, if you need me to support you now, then I'm I'm fully capable of doing it because I'm done. No, I'm good. I don't have anything. I get ugh, triggered when I'm ignored Let's because it con- makes me feel unimportant. Now I think you're projecting your stuff from the other show now onto this show. It's my show. My name is on the marquee. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And without me, you wouldn't be anything. <laughs> You'd still be teaching English as a second language. Miserable. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. If you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> it's all right. Then we'll see. Yeah. People deal with this in the regular. They probably reminded them of their interpersonal relationships. And like, God damn it. I deal with this shit on a regular basis. I don't want to listen to it in my, my entertainment. Oh, see, I feel the opposite. They'd be like, oh, my God, I deal with this all of the time. I feel I side with Greg. Or like, oh, my God, Autumn's so right. So. I think it was mostly an eye roll and a shut the fuck up. Well, then those people are not our audience, you know? So I am, uh, I don't know, maybe just being in Des Moines in itself is kind of sad. There's nothing. There's nothing here. It's, uh, well, yeah, I think maybe that was one of my questions that got ignored. What's, what's downtown Des Moines like? It's not like anything. No. No. I went out yesterday to get lunch bring it back to the hotel i mean like i'm in what is considered downtown it's like no one on the streets there's no cars on the streets what it's like a ghost town which look if you lived here you wouldn't be dealing with traffic that seems like a nice thing there's no vehicular traffic there doesn't seem to be much of a human presence at all and i don't know you know, COVID changed things. People stopped going into work as much. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much of an effect that had on this place. I've never been to this place. Most of this place. There's a zoo re- called Blank Park Zoo, which sounds like a sad name for a zoo. Is it named after someone like Arthur Blank? Yeah, I'm sure it is, but it just sounds like a you know blank. Yeah, you're not going to find anything here. Are you I by mean, the I- river? I think that's a good uh, summation of the city. Blank. It's a canvas, a blank canvas, which apparently when I got in the cab from the airport, the guy's like, where are you from? And I said, New York. He's like, oh, welcome to a change of pace. And then he started complaining about how Des Moines is growing and it's out of control. And I looked up the population and the population of the city is like 200,000 something people and the metro area is like <laughs> 600 something thousand. <laughs> Well, it's a change of pace for you. And, well, for him too, apparently, because yeah. it's changed a lot over the years and he doesn't like the direction it's going, which 
black people. No, I don't think I don't. I mean, anytime I, somebody says that to me, I like side eye. I mean, I to try and say I wondered, but yeah. I, I, you know, I also didn't engage because I didn't want the conversation to go there yeah. if that's where it was going to go. I guess it could just be like any non-white community moving in. People again, like, maybe things are changing, and I don't like it. I mean, it's it's fair enough to say you don't want to live in a place with a shitload of people. That's fair, sure. And maybe that's all he was saying. But I, I hope didn't. So. I didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, he did also say, "What are you a Jew?" <laughs> so. There was a little clue there. Yeah. And then he like hit a couple pedestrians that were Chinese on the way. Uh, the, the Jewish population in Iowa is 0.2%. <laughs> not, There's a not. Greenwood Ashworth. I'm sorry. Uh, Greenwood. I don't know where it is. Maybe it's in Greenwood. It's called Ashworth Park. And the picture that they have featured for this park is the bottom of a leaf with like growth on it. Like these weird like bulbs. That you see, like at the back of leaves, that like a I don't know, some bug laid a bunch of eggs under. Like I don't. That's know. the picture they chose. <laughs> what is this for? A park? Yeah. You've and then more. there's a Banner Lakes. It's a state park, and the picture they chose is one of those like tubes with a bunch of fish flowing through it because they're like transporting the fish <laughs> to the lake. <laughs> seems like you've done more research than I I did. I didn't come in with a preconceived notion. I wasn't some snob who's like, yeah. oh, I got to go. I was somewhat excited because it was a place I've never been. And it's just relatively nothing. Are you near the river? I don't the river somewhere around. It's I could walk to it. But uh, I'm just trying to find you on the map. Just look up the Hilton downtown Des Moines. Okay. You can use your Google Street View and look at this brand new hotel. Ooh. I did. Here's what I've done. I went to the same bar two nights in a row. Love that. Uh, it was a cool bar. It was old. It wasn't like in the commercial space of a new construction building. Oh, it's building. beautiful, this hotel. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's a Hilton. Fancy. You got your your hotel furniture. Did you go to the zombie burger and drink lab? No. That looks pretty cool. Zombies. I don't want to go anywhere to eat. That's uh, considered a lab. <laughs> don't you think that's awful naming? Yeah, why is it called that? I oh, feel it looks like... fancier than I expected. Hip American eatery and cocktail bar with a humorous horror theme and both counter and table service. No, I mean, look, they chose something. They went with it. I don't think John Taffer and Bar Rescue would like it too much. No. Mm-mm. <gasps> People love it. Whoa, they just like throw mac and cheese on top of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he'd come in. He's like, what the fuck is this? You're a loser. You're a loser. No, I'm not. You're a fucking loser, and I'm not going to help you out until you admit to your whole staff that you're a loser. I want to hear you say it. You ever watch Bar Rescue? No, but he calls people losers. No, yeah. that's Look, he's got... Um, there's a progression. He goes in, he berates the owner, uh -huh. unless they're just so pathetic that he doesn't. Like every once in a while, the person's already just down at the bottom and he can't doesn't get him any lower. He doesn't decide to like step on their neck. But 
uh, quite often he goes in and a lot of these owners are arrogant and they like to blame other people for their problems. And he goes in and he, he just screams at them, gets them to admit that they're a failure, that they're a loser. Uh, you know, they pulled back the curtains and busted out the books and showed him their bar. And he says, this is, this is God awful. And then once they're broken, he has a nice sit down with them where they, uh, open up and they tell their story and they're vulnerable and then they cry and then they hug <laughs> and then they fix the bar and the people say, Oh my God, I love it. For the most part, sometimes people clearly don't love it. And then you read about the bar and you see that it shut down six months later anyway. And the owner changed the name back. That's that's And they went back to what it was before bar rescue. That's usually the way it goes. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't fix something when it's broken you can go in and put a band-aid over it but it's worth watch i mean look i to someone who's never watched it i think you'd enjoy it i've seen i've seen the same episodes a million times now because it's just on it's the thing you watch in the morning it's just something you put on tv and they don't show the new seasons so they just show the same ones and this bearded dude from austin who is a real asshole his episode comes up a lot. Anyway, well, the so zombie the, uh... place is doing great. It has great reviews. It has really disgusting looking burgers, not because they look terrible as in like poorly made. They just look like, oh, like meat with bacon and, you know, like, um, like three patties. And then like a ton of pickles and like pulled pork on top. And then I don't time. With, I don't, like a fried I don't. cheese disc. No. no, I don't have time for that. Get a heart attack. And I'm convinced that I'm on my way. I started eating oatmeal, so I'm not going to go to the to the trash lab. Oh, they have a cereal <laughs> thing. They have like uh, Fruity Pebbles in this it must be like a milkshake it's a drink lab seems like i was working like, in the lab late one night it seems like you'd like to go <clears throat> i'd i look i'd I go have, and then take a kick-ass nap afterwards i went to the bar and i went to the apartment that Brittany used to live in live in <laughs> and is that why you're there what what to visit uh yeah. the apartment building <laughs> An ex-girlfriend of mine lived in 20 years ago. No, that's I never the... knew that she was ever in Des Moines. Yeah, that, that's radio for you. She worked her way up. Mm-hmm. She was Des Moines, Omaha, Nebraska, Seattle, Washington, Atlanta, Georgia, and then out of radio. That's that's, a, <laughs> that's it. That's the story arc for a lot of people in radio. You think you're making it. You're climbing the ladder. You're moving from small city to bigger city to medium city to big city. And then... Yeah, we don't have any jobs here. If you'd like to continue this, you need to keep moving. It's a terrible industry. It is. I don't like it. (laughs) I I know, as you've made clear. I've actually been feeling really good. Um, The new schedule is kind of agreeing with me a little bit. This is the first week with the kids, and last night didn't go so great. But um, not for me. I had a good good night. But um, with my mom... She had, she had trouble <clears throat> balancing, I guess, making dinner for herself and her and, and my dad. And then also just heating up the food. 
I had left for her. She got all stressed about it and put their food that I had made ahead of time in the oven for like 30 minutes instead of just popping it in the microwave, you know? So like everything was like the chicken was inedible and the potatoes were burnt. (laughs) And then like nobody ate anything and she wouldn't give them any other food because they didn't eat dinner. But the dinner was terrible. And then I came home and like she, it was hot in the apartment because I hadn't changed, you know, it's, it's right on the cusp of the weather changing, you know, so I hadn't put on the AC yet. And they were, it was so hot in here. And she was like, yeah, we're all sweating. I was like, turn on the air. You know, it was just like she was stifled by her worry, you know, and I texted her and called her. Um, maybe I didn't text her. I don't remember. But I, I did call her, you know, uh, while I was at the bar doing trivia and at, and doing the show and stuff. And she was like, yeah, everything's great. Okay. But it wasn't great. And then she was all worried about it, you know, because she, she, I think her thing is that she wants, she, she never wants to have uh, any problems doing anything, especially when it's something for me, because I don't know, maybe uh, I saw a thing online about well this has to do with that where uh when you're worried that someone will abandon you you make yourself needed and you interpret that as being wanted and sometimes i think my mom feels like she has to make herself needed in order for us to maintain a relationship so <clears throat> when well, she... you really put her in that spot now you need her every night well, I told her, well, that's the thing. So when I think last night, her thing was resentment. She was sick of this. She was worried that I would come home and be like, um, I don't need you because you can't do this. Like you're not doing it right or something. And it did think... end up, I, I didn't hold on. I didn't feel that way, but it was like, well, let me just see. I can maybe make dinner for the kids. I'll just keep them while I do the show because the show's structure is such that you can there's a lot of time for me to get up and do things so I'm still making dinner ahead of time but um I think I can feed them in between but go ahead I was gonna say maybe somewhere inside she's resentful already that she's stuck watching the kids because of your new schedule I know she enjoys spending time with the kids I'm not saying that but you know sometimes you're locked into something and maybe she doesn't know how to process that so she's doing a bad job on purpose as an act of subconscious rebellion and then she's at then she's at conflict with herself because then that pushes her to her limits and she's like, oh my god, this is going against my fear. And uh, then the complete meltdown happens, and the heat is representative of that because heat melts things. <laughs> That's my the theory. heat from the oven. Well, and the lack of air conditioner. <clears throat> oh sure. No, I understand how you could draw that conclusion, but I've drawn I really it. don't think so. That's mine. She's That's my. Theory. She loves being with the kids. I, I see it has nothing to do with her desire to be with the kids. That's just, uh, you know, I think that can provide even more conflict because she enjoys it. But now she's in a position where she feels like she has to do it. Hmm. It's not on her own terms. She's a mother again every Monday night at uh, what time do you leave Two? Yeah, I, I left at two thirty. So she had to pick she had to pick him up from school. Maybe she's uh regretting moving i don't actually think it goes that far no i don't think so either (laughs) i think that's a lot i think what i said is probably right i I, somewhere in the middle i think it's somewhere Mm, no 
Hmm. I think so. I don't. <laughs> you know that scene from Bridesmaids where they're like, I think people change all the time. It's like, mm, no, I think people stay the same. I'm like, uh, no, I think uh, we're changing, you know, as we I grow. Haven't, I haven't seen. Well, I've seen pieces of Bridesmaids. I don't think I've watched it. Our entire conversation was exactly like that scene. <laughs> I, uh, I'm opposed to that movie. I don't think women are funny. Oh, yeah. Well, you're right. It's just not funny. <laughs> it probably was written by many men. No, from what I've seen, it seems like a funny movie. I just haven't. It's a comfort movie for me. I watch it on planes. That I watch on plane on a plane. And I also watch Julie and Julia on a plane. Something about those two movies that feel very like comforting to me. You can think, find Julie and Julia on a plane. Yeah, it's usually it's been there for a couple years because I find myself watching it on the plane. I feel like it's a movie most people don't even know about. Oh, it's so good. I love uh, Mayor Streep's Julia Child. It's so fun and Paul. What's his name? The the man that goes around and does eating around the places and he's bold and has glasses. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. <clears throat> he was in the Hunger Games as that host. Oh, shit. There's a new Hunger Games coming out. That just oh, reminded boy. me. Oh, boy. It's a prequel. It's called, It has a terrible title, too. It's like Songs of a Bird. And a snake or something. Yeah, the theater snickered at it. They did. (laughs) (laughs) Did it end with the? Yeah, there was a version of that, but the the theater kind of giggled at it at the name. I don't. Whatever the appetite for that movie is, I don't know. People will go see it, but clearly very appropriate. They said appetite. It's called the Hunger Games. Clearly, this girl in the movie doesn't do anything. It's like the early. Hunger Games and Snow is there before he becomes the leader asshole. Okay. And uh, he's training one of the contestants. I know they have a name, a very specific name. What they're called. They're not whatever. And, uh, you know, they're making it seem like this girl really imposes her will and changes things. And it's like, clearly not. (laughs) Yeah. How can she they fails. Do that? Yeah. She fails whatever she's doing because the Hunger Games go on for a much longer period of time. So you didn't, even if you were rebellious, your efforts only made things worse for other people. I mean, but I have no clue what it's about. I enjoyed the first Hunger Games, and I kind of even liked the second one. But then, I don't know. It's almost like there are movies that I like to watch. Or that I enjoy watching until the plot has to kick in. And then I'm like, oh, the rest of the movie is just them fleshing out the plot. (laughs) Which is fine. You have to have a movie. You have to have a plot in a movie. But it's like if you group all of the Hunger Games movies together, I really don't. I really only enjoy all the all the things until like the third and fourth movie, because that's when they have to kick in the plot. And I'm not interested anymore. Well, the third and the fourth movie didn't need to be two movies. That was just a money grab. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was only one book. I shouldn't even know this much about The Hunger Games. Yeah, you know you know a lot. I shouldn't even know so much. So I would like to move on. 
I maybe I should go see a movie here. That's what I like to do when I travel. I'll just go oh, to movies. Oh, that's a good idea. Go see when that I... um vampire movie. Uh, which one? One with Renfield? Yeah. One what's with it Nick called? Cage? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that still in theaters? I feel like it's out of theaters. Oh, at is this it? Point. Oh, man. You can go see Guardians 3. I heard there's a lot of um, animal torture in it that's really sort of difficult to watch. Yeah, I went to see it. Oh, did you feel, was it hard? I mean, those scenes, sure. That's uh, some fucked up shit. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I I really, again, well, I hear that, I hear that when it comes to big budget, like, comic book movies that this one is really good because it's like Tim Gunn but um I still I'm I'm really just I was I liked the first one second one was fine fine I'm just not interested anymore I don't need to see this shit over and over it's just like scream all right this first scream was great I don't need to see anymore that's it well there was look there was a three movie arc to the Guardians of the Galaxy and whatever your feelings on Marvel and that franchise in itself uh you know i think the third one is relatively warranted it closes things out and if that's the end of it three movies like scream's different scream was done <laughs> yeah in its first movie and then they just kept doing it so you know there's different types of sequels and if you go in planning to have multiple movies you can do it correctly it's just usually when a movie does well it's like right. eh, we don't know if this is going to really catch on and then it does like oh shit let's make more yeah. that's you know that's when it sucks so i think this movie is worth seeing um when i was in ireland it's what sent my friend matt who i was traveling with into it well there were several things that sent him into a tailspin but one of the final straws was we were kind of stranded and had nothing to do for a few hours and set like he was involved in the conversation settled on seeing a movie and then he he, he lost his shit and i shit because he didn't want to travel and see a movie and uh threatened to change his ticket and go home early but that was more of a product of him putting so much pressure on himself traveling to do things and maximize the trip and get the most out of it and the most value and see all the things and then the things you want to see are crowded and filled with other tourists and mostly Americans. And that's like holding a mirror up to your face and you see what you're like as an American. It's already like, fuck, they're annoying and they're yeah. loud and they're ignorant. And I like to think that I'm different, but even if I am, as far as the people in this country are concerned, I'm lumped in with this group and I can't stand it. We went, so we, we were getting on this ferry because mm-hmm. we were going to go to uh, some islands off the West coast of of ireland and it was the first ferry of the season it hadn't been running because you know it gets cold and i guess there's an off season and it was still pretty cold so this was the first one and i guess there was this idea it's like oh it's just starting back up maybe people aren't here yet it's still kind of cold and you get on the boat and it's just filled it's packed with tourists and families and kids being loud. And really, when you look back, you think, why wouldn't I have expected this? Why wouldn't this be the case? But you hold out some kind of hope. Look, nothing is secret anymore. Not that a fairy would ever be secret. That's something that's <laughs> going to be marketed. But, you know, it, because of the internet, 
when you travel, you can just do a quick search and you can find all the things that maybe previously were off the beaten path a bit. And it's not like that anymore. So that in itself is a thing to deal with, like coming to terms with that. You go to this thing and you're like, oh, wow, this is people aren't going to really in minutes packed. And it's kind of disappointing. And so as I am, Matt and I are similar, but we are processing very differently. Matt is having a real hard time with all the people on the ferry. And at some point you're going past these majestic cliffs and most of the ferry is inside and there's an outside deck. And you just know when you get there, everyone's going to shove onto that outside deck. You're not going to be able to really see anything. You know, it's going to be miserable. And I'm verbally expressing all of this. I'm oh, just like, people, <laughs> so that's not helping him. Yeah. People are getting on, people are coming late and just making it onto the boat. And then I was like, look at this moron run. Look, they can barely even sprint. Wouldn't it be cool if they tripped and skinned their face? And you know, because the boat was crowded, the people who would get on late, uh, would they would get on the boat and they're excited and they have a smile on their face and then they would see there was nowhere to sit and you could see their face drop and the smile turned to kind of like, Oh no, where am I going to sit? Like there was a concern and a worry. And I was, I was commenting on that. It's like, I love watching joy turn to disappointment. And <laughs> at some point Matt completely lost it. Uh, Cause I'm not helping the situation. And he's like, I'm getting off. I'm leaving. We're not, I'm not doing this. And we got off the boat and like the deckhands like, where are you going, mates? We're about to leave. It's like, we're getting off. It's like, you can't get back on. And that's like, I don't care. I don't want to get back on. And we, <laughs> we left and ate the cost. And uh, that sent him into this spiral. Was he mad at you? I think partly. Yeah. I'd be mad at you too. Well, he, he also should have told me to stop. Like, look, it's not just on me. He's also yeah. having the same thoughts and he's, you know, that's part of the problem is he's dealing with it himself. And, uh, you can say, stop, this isn't helping. And I would have stopped. I don't feel a need to keep pushing it at that point. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But don't you, can you see that someone else is struggling and that you're not helping? Possibly. And it depends on the person. Some people display that more than others. Mm -hmm. You couldn't tell. I mean, I probably knew somewhere. Maybe I didn't want to go on it either. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I was pushing. Maybe I wanted that as the result because in reality, it would have been a miserable experience. You get out to these islands. There's like one restaurant, maybe two. Everyone's fighting to buy sandwiches. Who knows how many bathrooms there are. There's a line. To, like, it's not fun. It's not an enjoyable trip the people who put this together don't give a shit because they're making their money. Like, Hey, we made our money on the boat and we took some business out to, you know, the islands and the restaurants grateful for that. But it's like, for the most part, is it an enjoyable experience? Probably not. And I think a lot of travel in general, it was always the pressure to do things, which I've never really put on myself. Like I'm, I'm happy, especially if I travel alone, I'm happy to just like hang out in the neighborhood and pretend that I live there. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I never want to do the things that are the thing to do, you know, like if I went to St. Louis, I would drive by the arch and be like, cool. But I wouldn't want to like go to the arch and then have my picture taken in front of it. Yeah, neither would I. And what I'm saying is those are the very obvious things. But yeah. there are other things that you would think these days like, oh, this is interesting. 
not that many other people are going to be doing this. And then you get there. The ferry is not a good example of that because that's going to be packed, but there are things. And then it's packed with people. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? It's because it's all published these days. <laughs> yeah. And the only way to really get anything, if that's what you're looking for, finding things off the beaten path, you go to a big city, that's fine. There's plenty to do. You can wander around. Um, you know, when we were in Dublin, that presented itself. It's like, whatever, we're just going to walk around. We see places, we go in and yeah. you can find cool things like that. But when you're driving around the country and most of it's just open land, it's like you have destinations in mind and those things that maybe you would have stumbled upon, or you had to dig a little deeper or talk to someone with knowledge previously. And this is anything new since, you know, fucking internet's been around for a long time, but it's all out there for people to find. And it makes it kind of difficult. Yeah, I was looking at a site last weekend called Secret DC. I was like, how secret is it? There's that's a website. A, yeah, <laughs> that's the joke with those sites. Every city's got their secret at this yeah. point. You know, there used to be books. Trick me. There used to be books that were published. I remember. It. I had the Atlanta one. I didn't need it, but <laughs> I had it. I thought it was so cool. I mean, there's still things to learn about the city you live in, and... I had one from 2001, I think, about New York, and it was cool. And it told you things like ride the six train to the end of the line at Brooklyn Bridge. And it turns around to become an uptown train by going through a loop through the old city hall station. And if you look out the window, you can see it. It's a majestic station with beautiful arches. And it was only in service for a few decades because it was built on a curve. And when they extended the trains, they couldn't extend the platform. So it's a secret. And now everyone fucking knows about it. You should make uh, secrets, New York. All this is out. Uh, there's nothing. Yeah, but one that for I... your one that you know about stuff that you know. But then, I, then it ruins. Doesn't that take away the things that I enjoy? I yeah, guess if I guess you're, so. if your mission is to make some money, or yeah, I guess you could do it uh, out of the goodness of your heart, saying I want people to enjoy the city the way I enjoy it. But and it's like. Walk around, get annoyed that somebody's blocking your path on the sidewalk. Curse I feel them when you're When you're in another place, like you're w with this fairy situation, you have to expect that there will be other people around and that you're going to have to deal with stuff like that because you're traveling. I Look, the fairy, I agree. I think personally, I was holding out some hope thinking, oh, look, it's early in the season. This is the first one going out. Like you could also think maybe there's pent up demand now because right. people have wanted to do this, but it's mostly tourists and you hold out hope. It's like, hey, it's still kind of cold, but I think but it to me, I just feel like it's to me. Do you feel frustrated that you can't be more flexible? How so? I like I would be annoyed with you that you couldn't just be like oh well you know that's sometimes that happens like there's a crowd and they're annoying i mean i would have been miserable too once we were like you're stuck you're you're at the mercy of someone else yeah boat rides do kind of suck because then you you gotta you're you're investing now like you're my i'm yours and i'm on this boat can't get off and now you've taken me to some island that i also cannot leave without you so I, I understand that. I just feel like, I mean, I also wouldn't want to be around a bunch of tourists and be sort of associated with that because I don't, I don't want to be looked at as a tourist, but 
I would also be like, well, oh, well, you know, this is just what happens sometimes when you when you are a tourist. There is something that's unsettling. It's like you like to pretend you're not a tourist, but yeah. you are and you can't escape that. And when it's thrown in your face, like clear as right. day, when you're doing the same exact things that all the other tourists are doing, it is difficult to reconcile. And a lot of those cities in Ireland, like they're built for tourism. Yeah. I mean, Galway is a functioning city, but you go to the main area in the city center and it's like, Oh, this is fucking for tourists and it's packed with tourists. See, I would hate that. And I, I feel as though a lot of cities in general, I mean, Venice apparently is insufferable these days. People live there or like Amsterdam, certain parts of Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. like people live there and they don't even have the amenities they need. They can't get groceries easily because it's just catered to tourists. It's set up now for tourists and you know, cheap travel has allowed that. And I think the ability, I mean, you know, again, Venice isn't a secret. People have known about <laughs> Venice. People have been going to Venice, but for whatever reason, Iceland is similar. And Iceland, yeah. Iceland kind of did it to themselves because they had this marketing campaigns like flying to Europe, fly Iceland air, stop over and Iceland and we'll pay for like a few nights or something. And then you can continue on your journey. Uh, and it worked and now people who live there, like leave us alone. And everybody does the same thing. And it's cool. Like if you enjoy that, I'm happy for you. What a fun experience. But it's like, you go to Iceland, you, you go in that blue water or whatever, and you put the mud on your face and you go look at a volcano, which I'm sure in that moment is really cool to do. I, but but it just seems... To me, like looking Disney at world, it, it does become that it, it becomes a sterilized form of it. Like to me, going to a volcano is to see the majesty of nature and the power and to feel small and to feel separate, separated from my normal life. And when you're there with uh, 3000 other people, it's like, eh. <laughs> and yeah. they're all posing and taking selfies. It's like, I'm not getting away from shit. This isn't <laughs> taking me out of anything. I want to stumble across a volcano. <gasps> Whoops, a volcano. I know when I was in Dublin, I Matt and I did split up some, and uh, I I just went to a movie myself. But I, granted, I went to the the art cinema, and I saw something that wasn't mainstream. But I you know I enjoy it. I like going to movie theaters in different places. Um, I can understand like going to an AMC or a Regal or some shit and seeing a mainstream movie. Uh, Again, I'm not opposed See, to it completely. that's the thing. But... You have to, and, and you know kind of what to experience or what you're going to experience. It's going to be people who aren't really there to experience a movie. You know, it, it might just be something to do to have popcorn and that's what people do. Fucking it's pretzels like, and shit. And that's, if you don't want to feel like a tourist, that's what you do. But that's what I'm saying. So like you go, sometimes you're just a tourist and you're fine being a tourist because you know. Like, if I went to Iceland, there's no getting away from being a tourist because there's nothing else to do. You know, I don't live there. There's If you don't live there, you do all the things that tourists do. So then I could sort of make peace with that. But you don't have to. You could uh, wander around neighborhoods in Reykjavik yeah. and 
go to bars and restaurants that the people who live there go to. And I think it feels intimidating. Grocery because, store. Yeah. Well, that's what we did um, it, when Travis and I had honeymoon, had our honeymoon in Punta Cana. Um, we got a cab driver to take us like out to like where his grocery store was. I'm surprised he agreed to do it. Well, and then he found us the next day and brought us some Mama Juana, which is their like weird liquor that they make. It's not weird. It's just different. Sounded like marijuana. It does sound like marijuana, but it's Mama Juana. It's made with like bark. (laughs) I mean, going to the place like that, it's like, what was it? A resort? It's like, don't wander out. Yes, it was an all inclusive resort. So there was, I was fine with that. You know, that was fun. That was everything you needed. You just hung out. Um, but yeah, when it was, when it came to, should we do an excursion? I was like, ew, no, don't want to do that. Let's take well, you're a talking about- to a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. There's more value in that than doing the excursion set up by the resort that everyone else is doing. Yeah. I'm going to go parasailing. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, all oh. right, let's get Irie. And they're like, from Punta they're, they live in Haiti. But they're just giving you the island experience of Jamaica and the Caribbean. I mean, don't you feel I've never been to an all inclusive resort. I would just feel awful. That's like the closest I think I've come to something like that was going to India. And that's not a resort. It's just. You know, they say the caste system is no longer in existence. Like, oh, it's fucking there. And. Places like the hotel, which were nice, are walled off and gated. And it's just a normal hotel. It's not like on the beach. It's like I was in Bangalore, central India. And anything nice is closed off. And when I had access to it and the other people are on the other side of the gate looking, I was like, I fucking hate this. So going to a resort makes me feel like shit. It's like they took part of the land from this country they made it really nice for people who don't live in this country. And that would bother me. Well, on the way to the resort, you pass by actual living and it's, you know, it's very different. Yeah. I mean, the contrast is probably awful. It's like people living poverty and mm-hmm. then you're going to this place and the cab driver's like, dude, put this blindfold on. Don't look. <laughs> yeah. I think the, um, the resorts are all near each other. So eventually you're just passing by resort, resort, you know, resort um, and dropping people off at their prospective resorts. But on the way to the location where the resorts are, yeah, there's a lot of poverty. And then there's the city center, you know, where you can go to with like a roundabout with like a little tower built in the middle with like a gold statue at the top. It's probably built by like some colonizer. (laughs) It probably is. Yeah. So, like, I have trouble doing that stuff. Um, See, I just make peace with it. It's, it's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. We're the Americans at the all-inclusive. You know, the system has been been put in place. I didn't build this system. I guess these people have jobs. I hope they're doing well. But I'm going to be in this all-inclusive resort. It would just weigh on me. I'd constantly be thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, I don't like being this person. I can't just let go and accept that I'm this person. You know, it doesn't necessarily change anything. It's like, yes, ultimately, I'm still an American who has a better quality of life than the people who live in that country. But going there feels like flaunting it. I was like, okay. But if you think about it, like, 
if you I know that it's a it's a living in Jamaica can be very troubling, troublesome, but um <clears throat> there are a lot of people that sort of live potentially a better life than we do because they can buy their house outright. They have fresh food. They have access to more fresh foods. They usually have, um, you don't have to be considered very wealthy to have like a servant. <laughs> and so what's life like for that servant, right? So I don't know, but you, and there's, there's less of a. Would you want a servant? I would never want a servant. No, I wouldn't want to serve. I'd want somebody to come and like clean my house when I wasn't here. Yeah. I mean, okay. Being here in the hotel, granted I'm working, so I'm in the hotel and I don't want someone coming and cleaning it because I'm not going out. But in general, just that in itself, that's like, I don't like that somebody comes in and has to clean up after me. It's like, I can make the bed. I can use the same towel. The only thing is the trash because you give me one small trash can that holds like three items and I need to get that out of here. So I don't, and that's why I don't like going to restaurants. I don't like people serving me. I don't like the hierarchy involved in that. And I know understanding it's a consent, you know, it's not like, but it's like, do people be a waiter? I know, but people need money, so they take those jobs. There are instances in being a waiter and then certain, like you enjoy it, so you get something out of it. Yeah. And, you know, and there are people who can make a lot of money doing it, so it's very viable. But in general, a lot of these jobs, it's like if you talk to the person and it's like, did you want to be a person who cleans up hotel rooms? They probably say, no, I would have liked to do other things. And yeah. yes, while it's a job, it's like to me, and a waiter is different because you're working on tips. So it's like, okay, you need people coming in to make your money. And I guess you're supposed to tip people who clean your room, even though nobody knows the rule. What is, uh, you yeah, heard that? It's, it's not so clear cut, but if you, <clears throat> I feel like if I've fucked up the room, then I try and leave money. If I've like straightened it up before I've gone and like pulled the sheets off the bed and shit, like I don't leave any money. I'm bad about leaving money too because I don't necessarily know. But that like aside, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. In, in my mind, though, that aside, it's like you're being paid. And I'm assuming you're not getting too many tips from cleaning the rooms. Right. Uh, and I'll still leave some money, but you're being paid. And if anything, you're getting paid the same and your job's easier now because I'm not having you come in and clean it. So, well, there's that. that that makes me feel good because a lot of people would say, well, it's a job and you're giving them a job. It's like, okay, well, look, they have this job anyway. They don't need to come clean my room. You know, one time I remember being with my mom and my dad and there was a little bit of trash or something that I had or my dad had or something. And he just threw it on the ground. He just like left like littered. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, well, there's a parking lot until clean it up. I was like, what the fuck? And I even as a kid, I was like, what? That goes against everything I've ever known about like littering litter bugs, you know. But yeah, it was the fact that like, well, somebody will clean it up and that's their job. So you're giving them something to do. Like, don't, you can't spin it like that. (laughs) A lot of people do them. That's a shitty take that a lot of people have. It's not my problem. Someone else will clean it up. And, you know, I, I've told the story a million times, but when I was in Japan, not that many public trash cans, but also not litter. And people, if they had trash, would just carry it around with them. Yeah, carry it. 
until they had a place to dispose of it. And then flying from Tokyo to LA, one of the first things I see in LA is a woman get in her car. She's parked on the street. Uh, she throws a McDonald's bag on the street and two empty Gatorade <laughs> bottles. It's like, what the fuck? And that sums up just the whole philosophy really of living. It's in Japan. It's like, Hey, look, we're in this together. And I, I, I also say this, I know that there are many things that could be looked at and analyzed in Japanese society that isn't perfect. Oh yeah. Like uh, the businessmen who are puking on themselves and sleeping <laughs> on the street and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. And still the way women are treated there. It's like, yeah. it's opened up where they have careers, but as soon as they get pregnant, they're supposed to give up their careers. That's still expected, which mm-hmm. is a big reason why women aren't even having kids now. They're like, I'm not doing it because it's either or. There are plenty of things, but I like the idea. It's like, hey, look, this is a society. We're all in this and we'll all just do our little part, which is not really asking that much of anyone. Carry your trash. It's not that big of a deal. And if we all just do this little thing, it makes everything nice for everyone else. And here in America, it's like, fuck that shit. Not my problem. Well, we've we were founded on a sense of individuality and say, like, we're different. We're going to do things our way. And then we're going to conquer this stuff we're gonna take it because it's it's ours it's it's um manifest destiny you know god put us here and, and even that's even in canada you know i know it's it's i mean it's it's different there too it's it's there is more of like a i don't know a communal sense where it's like you know if you if you bump into somebody the whole thing is like oh i'm sorry no i'm sorry whereas in america it might be like you're in my way. Yeah, and then you stab the person. Justified. Or, or you smash in their head because they ran into you. Yeah. Like, how dare you disrespect me? Watch where you're fucking, I'll teach you a lesson. Again, not saying that that doesn't happen in the U.S. where you're like, oh, sorry, me too. I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, my God, sorry. You, you look nice. And, and yeah, not to say that head smashing doesn't happen in Canada. Right. Because <laughs> it but clearly the... does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have a very specific example, but <laughs> of head, head smashing head, in head Canada. Smashing. But when I say when I say clearly does, I mean head smashing. You're expanding that out into just violence. And, yeah, it happens know, everywhere. People fighting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's been a head smashed or two. Um, but yeah, I think it's that entitlement that extends, you know, that American specifically. I know other people and cultures have it, but I can. I'm American, and I can speak for this country, right. and I've. You know, when you travel, that exists in other countries. Americans have a reputation for a reason. They go, they're fucking loud. They expect everyone to cater to them. Uh, They expect people to speak English. And sure, not everyone is like this, but enough people that uh, the stereotype has been applied. And the only thing that's made it any better is that uh, China had their growing middle class and those people started traveling. And apparently (laughs) Chinese tourists are worse than Americans. Yeah, everybody hates Chinese tourists. (laughs) In what ways? I don't know like the specifics as to why. Spitting. Uh, I know spitting is a big thing. Yeah. But even in China, there are signs. It's like no spitting. So I I don't. don't... Sorry. I saw a clip from 90 Day Fiance where it was one of these old white women that was with like a real young, you know, Aladdin kind of guy. I guess maybe he was, they were in Turkey. So she came to see him and she's sitting at a cafe and the person comes, asks, you know, what they could get for her. And she was like, do you have any Texas margaritas? She was like, uh, no. It's very embarrassing. What do you have? Like a uh, uh, coffee or tea? She's like, I'll have a 
cafe latte with milk and sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any Texas margaritas? Can you imagine going to the Middle East and asking, A, for the margarita and then a Texas margarita? (laughs) No, I could not. I could not understand. Do you have country fried steak? What? I don't know. I mean, if it's presented on reality TV or something, it's like I also kind of question it. But sure, they could have said like ask for this, but still, I do. I mean, I do think it's representative. It's why people travel and go to chain restaurants. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was when I was in Greece, there was a a wife of the people we were there with who like just did not try to understand that the food's going to be different because you're in fucking Greece. And not only are you not in Athens, you're on an island in Greece. You know, you're not going to get like, you're not going to get what you think. You, you, I don't know. You're not going to get a bowl of cereal or a, a gigantic burger from a zombie. I guess it boils down to what do you want to get out of traveling? And, you know, as we talk about the places that have completely changed and are pretty much set up only for tourists now, granted, you've got a tourist coming in from all over the world, so you can't just cater to any one specific culture, but it becomes generic enough where you travel to a place like Amsterdam. And I know it's not all of Amsterdam, but like there are very specific parts of the city that, Again, people live in, but they can't get the things they need. It's not easy for them because it's just changed. So if you go to that part of Amsterdam and then you go to Iceland, it's like, you know what you're going to get. There's a sense of familiarity that comes along with it. It's like, I know when these things are set up, what comes along with that. It's like, to me, that's not what I ever wanted to travel for. Um, You know, I enjoy experiencing different cultures at the same time, I guess there is a level of familiarity I like, which is why I would go to a movie if I go to right, London. Right, or to a bar. You kind of do the same things in different countries. But to me, it's like I like to see what it's like to live there. And mm-hmm. I guess there are certain things that just exist across the spectrum, especially in Western culture, movies and restaurants and bars. But it's like, hey, if I lived in London, this is what I'd be doing. Um, you know, when I was in Tokyo. I took the train to random neighborhoods and walked around. It's like, hey, the people here, this is what they do when they live here. And I think that's what I enjoy doing. It's like, I just want to know what it's like to live in a place as best I can. Yeah. It's still, it's still like a vacation. Ultimately, when you're doing that, you don't have work. You don't have all the other shit that comes along with it. It's still an escape from your life. So it's almost impossible to do it. But I don't know. I enjoyed to try. I enjoy trying it. I get and, it. And I think the thing here with uh, Des Moines, uh, you know, looking back on this episode and the things that annoy me with all the tourists and the, I should love this place because there's nobody around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not saying that I dislike it. I just find it to be strange. It's like it's supposed to be a functioning city and there's not really much going on. But I know I can go to that bar again and it's not going to be that crowded and I'm going to have a place to sit. That's true. So that, that in itself is nice. And they're watching the Cubs game because I guess they like the Cubs here. Which makes sense. It's close enough to Chicago. Okay. 
and I'll sit there and, and I'll say, I don't like the Cubs. And like, what? But I really don't want to talk to anyone. That, that, again, what's it like to live here? If I were living here, I wouldn't be talking to people. And when I'm at home, I don't talk to people. So I'm going to travel <laughs> and not talk to people. I don't really want to know what you have to say. And I don't need to tell you that I'm from New York and I don't need to hear your thoughts on that. And I don't want to share my thoughts on anything. And let's not get yes. into any of this. So just give me a fucking beer. You are also describing what it's like to date people because I don't want to have the same conversations over and over. <laughs> well, did you grow up here. Where did you live? What do you do? Oh, what's your job? How about you? I know it's a, it's a little different though, too, because dating, the point is to get to know a person. So you do have to have those conversations. <laughs> I know, but they're the same ones over and over. It's annoying. All right. Well, when somebody doesn't have that same conversation, then you'll say, this is it. This is what I I'm looking so. for. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, we don't have music, but is the music playing? Yeah, sure, it's playing. All right, thanks everybody I mean, for listening. And we're going to have music. It's going to be added in so people don't really know what you're talking about, but the oh, way yeah, we're sorry. recording. Oh, cut that out. <laughs> cut that part nope, it's, it's there. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody. Uh, like and subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends. And um, that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs>